This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's episode of Legend of Retro. I am Craig WK, and with me is a special guest, my good buddy and longtime friend, Matrick on stage. Matrick, how's it going? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Uh, Matrick and I have known each other since middle school, right? Yeah, going into middle school even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, we've known each other a long, long time. And uh, so uh, we brought Matrick on this uh, episode because we're talking about a game that's pretty important to the both of us. Uh, we're talking about Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics is a great game. That's, it, that's all there is to it. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go, get to the Retro Relapse. Yeah, you guys can just go play it. Stop listening to us right now. Just go play it. <laughs> so Final Fantasy Tactics was released on January 28th, 1998. Uh, and this tactical role-playing game from Square stars a young noble named Ramza Biova who gets wrapped up in a war for the control of the continent as he seeks to find himself and protect those he cares for. I always thought it was interesting that they... You're coming at this from the future, basically, where this story is written and it's basically a quest for the truth. Yeah, it's interesting because the at the start of the game, it's this like old guy who's this historian. And he's just like, hey, I'm trying to find out what really happened back then. I, you know, let's go ahead and delve into this. And like, it's it's almost as if like you as the 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 sort of the game, you know, the person playing the game are almost sort of like his assistant or something. Right. And it kind of tells you, it gives you the events basically right at the start of the game. Like, you know, Delita, uh, Ramza's friend, is actually considered to be the hero. Oh, yeah. But is he, though? But is he? But is is he, though? That is our quest for the truth. Uh, so the 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 story itself, which I, I don't want to delve into too much because this game is absolutely worth playing because it might have the best story of any Final Fantasy game. And it's not even a mainline Final Fantasy. No, it's easily my at least second favorite in the Final Fantasy franchise. Oh, yeah, it is one of my favorites, too. I, uh, I it's it's and it's honestly in some ways probably better than my favorite. Final Fantasy six is Final my Fantasy favorite is amazing. Yeah, it's so but. good. But tactics is so amazing. I uh, so I uh, 
So in Final Fantasy Tactics, you start off uh, at the very beginning of the game. Ramza is a mercenary, and his boss, this like dark knight named Gafgarian, is like poking fun at him, and he's like, "Oh well, aren't you one of these like you know like highfalutin nobles?" And Ramza's like, "Whoa, whoa, I put that behind me," and like you take the job to protect the princess, and you you try to do so. These like armed guards attack you, and it turns out it's a decoy, and Ramza sees his childhood friend. Delita kidnap the princess and ride off and that that's the the sort of the prelude that then goes into chapter one which is the backstory the past the first chapter is just you going into Ramza's like flashback yeah basically you kind of get to see his attitude before he became a mercenary where he was mm-hmm. kind of unsure of himself he was you know obviously this noble yeah and because of the events in chapter one, he decides that's not for me. I can't do live like this anymore. Uh-huh. I need to I need to change. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, interesting because like uh, uh, unlike a lot of the other protagonists of RPGs of the era, you know, like you had like Cloud Strife, you had Squall Leonhard, <laughs> and they were jerks. They were mean. <laughs> they were kind of like they were moody and emo. Yeah, they really were. And so you you get into this game and Ramza is kind of. He's a little bit idealistic in the first chapter, to be sure, but he's a good person. Yes. He legitimately is a good person, and he wants what to do what's right. He is like his the dying wishes of his father imparted to him were like protect your sister and like don't like live a life that's like, you know, like unjust and scummy and rotten. And you wish that everyone in that room yeah. would listen. <laughs> and uh, I I. And yeah, and it's crazy because I, I like Ramza, poor Ramza gets like wrapped up in this like crazy war where like two sides are are gunning for like the the entire like control of the entire continent because it's like what, what was it like there's like three main nations on the continent of Ivalice. Ivalice? Ivalice? You said Ivalice? that sounds right. Yeah, Ivalice. And, uh, like, one of the kings, like, died, and there's, like, two heirs. And, one, like, one side is, like, kind of, like, hyping up the, the like, uh, the princess. Yep. And then there's this, like, baby who's, like, the prince who's on the other side. And they're, like, trying to, like, like weasel their way to get in con- getting control of the whole continent. But then there's, like, a third party in the shadows that are, like, handing out these dark, like, crystals that, like, grant wishes but, like, drive people you know insane and turn them into demons and i think i just described a big aspect of my dungeons and dragons campaigns there (laughs) uh but uh don't give away your secrets (laughs) (laughs) excuse me i that's not what happens no that's crazy talk i so i so yeah the the story is great though because it's like it's very like if you're into Game of Thrones, you'd love this. Like oh, yeah. you'd eat this up because it's so like everyone is like betraying everybody else. Everyone has their own agenda, and then everyone has their own like secret agenda that they're hiding from even their people that are like supposedly like you know they're like you know true henchmen and stuff. It's ridiculous. There's so many backstabbings, both figuratively yeah, and literally. literally. I I liked the number of times they use the phrase "party to the plot." I think that was just such an amazing choice of words in the original translation. The, honestly, and, the original translation isn't that bad. It's pretty good. And in that era, translations were a little spotty. There's a few things that are funny, though, because like, uh, uh, do you remember how there were moves called bracelets? Like stop bracelet? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a mistranslation. It's oh. supposed to be breath. Oh, 
That makes more sense. Right? <laughs> so when the dragon is like, fire bracelet, and you're like, fire bracelet? I don't understand yeah. it. Oh, God, it's breathing fire on me. You know, that's because it's, it's, it's just a mistranslation. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, a, there's a few things that kind of got mistranslated or not translated. Uh, the Hokuten. They're in in later versions of the game. They're Knights of the Northern Sky because that's what it's translated as. In the original Final Fantasy Tactics on PlayStation, they're the Hokuten because 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 they just didn't bother to translate it. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I kind of like the Hokuten. Name. I mean, but honestly, it's just like, one language to another. It's because, yeah. uh, to the best of my knowledge, Hokuten is just Knights of of the Sky or Knights of the Northern Sky or whatever it is that it's supposed to be translated as. I didn't know that. I wonder why they. <laughs> there was laziness, I'm sure. Uh, but so let's chat about the gameplay, though. Uh, so the gameplay. There, there's so much to the the game, and it's super involved because unlike regular Final Fantasies, where you know if you look at like uh, most Final Fantasies, unless you have a job system, it's pretty much just your character levels. You know, maybe there's like a magic item system, like Materia or Espers or drawing magic, whatever the case may be, depending on the game and the era. But in this game, it's a job system that's like beyond job systems. It's one of my favorite job systems in Final Fantasy games. I like the idea that your units grow, you know, oh, yeah. your archer, your, you have the squire and as he becomes stronger, he's able to become a knight or an archer. Mm-hmm. And as that archer grows, then they're able to become a thief. Yeah. I thought that was a really nice system of progression. Oh, absolutely. Now, I uh, I have a list of all the jobs in the game because there's about 20 of them in the original version. Uh, are you ready for this ridiculous list? I am ready. Archer, Bard, Black Mage, Calculator, Chemist, Dancer, Geomancer, Knight, Lancer, Mediator, Mime, Monk, Ninja, Oracle, Samurai, Squire, Summoner, Time Mage, Thief, White Mage. It's and ridiculous. Then, and then there was Dark Knight and Onion Knight, I believe. Yeah, they added the that in later PSP versions. Version. I was kind yeah. of interested in the Dark Knight. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm kind of a weirdo. Yeah. but uh, Dark yeah. Knights are cool. Yeah, they're, they're sweet. They're BA, for sure. I. Uh, so uh, so there's a ton of different jobs. And what's kind of interesting is like unlike in, you know, a lot of other games, it's, you know, you have experience where you level your character. You also, though, have job points, which you also will get when you do actions in combat and certain actions will get you more than others, yada, yada. Like so if you would I think it's like if you attack someone like a lot weaker than you. The game is like, what are you doing? Like, you're not going to get anything for this. You get Here's like one experience point, and I think job points are static no matter what you do. Oh, are they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Maybe the job points are static and the experience changes. Experience, yeah. If you tech something that's higher, like, say, one level higher than you, you get 11 experience points. If yeah. it's two, you get 12. Yeah, so they, you know, the, the scaling in... Well, in regular battles is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they, they do a good job of that, and... Uh, uh, What's what's interesting, though, is in this game, to balance it, they were like, well, we don't want people to just grind levels and be power, more powerful than everything else. That would be crazy. So they scale random battles. So if you go to a uh, uh, like a battlefield, there's a chance that it'll trigger another battle like it's it's random, you know, whether it will or not. And the enemies will scale with you. 
Yeah, that's interesting. And I can't you even run into more powerful enemies in those areas? Oh yeah, absolutely. I I thinking back to when I played Final Fantasy Tactics, I never died in regular bat plot battles. I died in the random battles. It was a pack of goblins that were like level like forty with me. They like I'm like yeah. I'm level forty. <laughs> what? Why are those goblins level forty? And they just be beating the tar out of me. And it was like the hardest battles. Yeah, it's like this. You go to the second battlefield in the entire game, and all of a sudden everything is level forty fifty. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. But the thing is, is like if you don't grind levels, you're the plot's going to kick your butt because there's oh, yeah. definitely tough parts of the game. Oh, yeah. I have I have notes about that later. Some of <laughs> some of those fights. Oh, man. Yeah, they're pretty ridiculous. Uh, but like on top of uh, uh, even all the jobs, you get like bonus characters that you can unlock. Like some of them are optional. Others like, you know, just by going through the plot, they'll ask to join your team. You can turn them away. But like, why would you? Right. You have them join you and then you take their equipment and then you kick them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there's like there's characters like Mustadio who's like he like starts with a gun. That's amazing. Yeah, but you don't have any other character with a gun at that juncture of the game. No. And he has some really neat abilities that let you prevent the enemy from acting or moving. Oh, yeah. He has really cool uh, powers. Uh, I think the mediator class lets you unlock the ability to like fire guns, but they're a yep. fairly high level class. You know, you might have that, but then you also have to grind out all the job points to get guns. Right. And at that stage of the game, you can't even find guns. So why would you? Yeah. You're there, you just have an unarmed character at that Basically, point yeah going around punching things but uh on top of that you had characters like thunder god sid oh so broken he's so <laughs> broken he has every like sword spell in the game that all the other side characters have he just has them all just for the heck of it and he has the excalibur which gives you like instant haste it's one of the strongest oh yeah in the game, yes which, again, excalibur <laughs> recruit him take his excalibur and <laughs> kick him to the curb get out of here thunder god sid you're broken. I don't want to cheat no. the game. I uh, so uh so you have him. You had like uh I liked Agrius uh the yeah. Holy Knight because her powers were cool and a little overpowered, but not so much to the point where it was like oh wow I'm just cheating at this point. Yeah, she had some neat abilities. I think Stasis Sword I thought was a cool one where it had the chance to like stop the enemy and yeah. deal damage. That oh, was yeah. cool. Uh, and then, uh, like, Gafgarian had the dark sword power, so it was, so he would, like, damage the enemy and heal himself. Uh, wasn't that it? Or would he damage himself and then damage more, the, do more damage to the enemy? He might have had both. I know he definitely had one where he would heal himself. Yeah. I... Uh, Oh, man. Yeah, there's so much to the game. There's also a Zodiac system where uh, I never even understood how it worked. It was like, depending on what Zodiac sign you are, you have better like I uh, uh, compatibility with yeah. some other party members like you'll have life your, your life spell. And if a character is dead and you cast life on them, depending on your Zodiac compatibility, your chance to miss with that life spell is well, higher or lower. It was a Leo. I don't get along with yeah. Leos, and uh, that's what happens. I can't bring them back to life. And gender also affects it. Oh, that's right. Which yeah, there's, is crazy. It's insane that there's that much that goes into the game. And uh, so I... Uh, uh, before we talk a little a uh, little bit about the the history of the game, uh, I did want to ask you what was your favorite standard class from the original original version? Ooh, that's tough. I really liked Summoner, even though it was kind of broken. <laughs> Summoner was a little broken. I never really used them because their summons took so long. I was just like, I ain't got the time for that. <laughs> I like that they couldn't damage your own units that like cool. you could with other spells like mm -hmm. the black mage if 
you have this panel that you're casting on, and one of your characters is inside that panel. They're taking damage. So or I they or they blunder into it too. Like mm-hmm. as soon as you set that, like that's where the fireball's dropping. It's almost kind of like a D and D thing where it's like, don't get in there, you idiot, or else you're going to get hit too. Usually what would happen to me is I would target one of the enemy characters and I would have the spell attached to that character and then it would move next to one of my units knowing that they're both going to get blown up. It was basically kamikaze mission. I mean, that's what I would do when I had fireball spells on me. But honestly, I I, I think, you know, by the like, probably not my first playthrough, I, I was kind of clumsy with my first playthrough in, in tactics. But uh, but by the time I had gotten into later playthroughs of the game, uh, I started to get a little bit more slick. So like it, and it takes a lot longer and it makes the game drag. But like, you know, you you sort of have to like look at like their turn order and be like, OK, well, if I start casting a spell, it's going to go off before this guy moves. So I'll be able to hit both of these guys. But if I I attack this guy like who I want to kill. You know, I'm not able to or I, I'm you know not able to to get it off without him moving. So he's going to get into my face and it's just like, you know, it drags it out. But it's to be important. effective, you kind of have to be right. It's a it's a tactical game. It, yeah, go figure. <laughs> go figure. I. Uh, but yeah, so it's like, uh, uh, you know, for those who are unfamiliar with tactics, it's sort of an isometric uh, angled 3D game. Uh, but it's all sprite art, so the art looks good. Like yeah, the art it is still held holds up. up. It definitely holds up. It's uh, uh it's very simple. Like I, I feel like if you said like this is a Super Nintendo game and you know you weren't really paying attention, you might be not along and be like, oh yeah, I can kind of see this is Super yeah. Nintendo. Pretty fancy for Super Nintendo, but Super right. Nintendo High nonetheless. End. Yeah, very uh, like le- like a late life Super Nintendo yeah. game. But honestly, it just like the art style is. It's almost kind of it's going to sound weird, but it's almost kind of has a cutesy charm to it. Like the, the 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 characters are very simple and it sort of like kind of makes it kind of it has like simple? this charm to it. Yeah, very simple charm to it. And uh, I mean, and it, which is crazy because like it's not like it's not simple and charming in the least. It's incredibly complex. Oh, yeah. And like it's bloody. It's like there's so so much going on. Yeah, it's one of the darker Final Fantasy stories, especially up to that point. It was probably the darkest to that story. point. It absolutely was. And honestly, I don't I I've not played a darker Final Fantasy myself. I don't think. Yeah, I'd have a hard time putting anyone over that. It's just there's so much betrayal <laughs> and murder and like and the thing is it's like you go through the game and you're like, okay, we're gonna get a happy ending <laughs> out of this. I just know it. You don't really get much yeah. of a happy ending. It's it is a very open ending. I'm kind of surprised there was never a sequel. Like a direct sequel right, to it. Yeah, because there's kind of a sequel kind of a that sequel. wasn't done by the same team and it was like really kind of dumb like i i kind of like it like i like the gameplay aspect of the sequels of uh, final fantasy tactics advance and yep. advance 2 or whatever it was i never played advance 2 i played advanced it was all right the it was the gameplay was good the gameplay was solid the story and like the scenario didn't really grip me all that much i i'm not a huge fan of the 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 notion of like it, which honestly has been gaining a lot of popularity in recent years, like especially coming out of like Japan, like mangas and animes and stuff where it's like like everyday world person gets sent into a fantasy world. Yeah, it, it's I'm not a huge fan of that trope. And like, I, I'm not going to say that it can't be done well and it hasn't been done well in certain aspects, but there are a lot of times when it's not and it's kind of cheesy and hokey. And it's like, why? Like what you you couldn't. 
all, all the story is is just, I want to go back to my own world. And by the end of the game, we all know it's going to be, I don't want to go back to my own world anymore. I don't want to leave all my friends. I made friends. I can't do that. Or they will go back to their world, but like they'll have learned valuable lessons. We'll never forget the people we've met. Yeah. Yeah, Not very good. But uh, speaking of the the team that uh, made the original, uh, so the, the game was made by the team that created the original Ogre Battle games, March of the Black Queen queen and uh, let us cling together so you can absolutely tell oh yeah because uh, like i mean don't be wrong in the original ogre battle march of the black queen you know it's okay it's tactical but it's a very different game but let us cling together which was originally on the super nintendo and then was uh eventually ported to like psp and playstation in japan and stuff like that uh it is tactics it, oh, yeah. it is just tactics. It's tactics. It has a a, a dark war themed or war filled story. It is basically tactics. All they did was they were just like they were like, listen, I I don't want to like have to do a whole lot more work. Let's just take let us cling together, throw yeah. Final Fantasy uh, ass, you know art aspects on it, and uh, ship it out. And they were like, yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds good. And it worked. It really Beautifully. did. <laughs> it did. You wouldn't think it would, but it really did. Oh, so I forgot to ask you, what was yeah. your favorite class in the game? Oh, I I think the monk. The monk the might be cool. my favorite. Uh, and honestly, I like when I played through the game, I was like playing as monk, and I was like, ah, maybe I'll switch this class. I don't know. This is okay. He's kind of powerful. I don't have to worry about equipment. And then I was like, what's this, like, Earth Strike ability? And your monk punches the ground, and in a row in front of him, the Earth explodes and does, like, Earth Elemental damage. And I was just like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm switching everyone to monk. That's how we're going to beat this game. And honestly, I think I had a monk or a character with monk abilities all throughout my all my playthroughs. There's always someone with monk abilities. Oh, yeah, those monk abilities were great. You could deal damage. You could revive people you could heal you could cure status everything monks were crazy they're kind of broken yeah they take a lot of job points but you know not compared to summoner though i mean (laughs) that's true (laughs) i feel i felt like summoner and black mage had a lot of grinding to it yeah some classes and like lancer Lancer had a million. It was so hard to get your stupid dragoon to jump everywhere on the battlefield. It was cool when it was done, but... Yeah, Lancer was kind of one of the jobs I had an issue with as far as balancing. I felt like their abilities were not all that interesting because it was just basically jump two tiles forward, jump three tiles forward. Oh, yeah, it was. And and it's not even like it was like, oh, you took jump nine. And okay, so you're going to be able to jump in, you know, like every nine space up to nine. Nope. You jumped the ninth space. (laughs) Ninth space. It is so weird. Yeah, the you're right. The the Lancer was a very odd class. And like if you took the time and mastered it, like, oh, okay, it's kind of cool. But I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah, same thing with the archer, I thought, because all their abilities were like charge plus one, charge plus two, charge plus three. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of lame, too. I, was, I mean, at least the, the more you charge, the more damage it does. So, all right, like, fair enough. That's that's a, a little bit better yeah. than Lancer, but not by much. No. Uh, now, here's a question for you, because I feel like everyone has the same answer. Uh-oh. How did you grind in Final Fantasy Tactics? Did you just fight a lot of battles? Oh, no. I went into one area that had a flat panel uh, where I could uh-huh. put all my characters in a cross. Uh-huh. And I would usually have someone with monk abilities in the middle. Uh-huh. So, and then just beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's the best way to level grind. I think that's what everyone did. Yeah. Uh, uh, or, uh, or I did recently learn how great bards are. 
for healing the group. So I really? just put a bard in the middle. Yeah, they have a song called Life Song that goes oh. off every five ticks uh, in, in yeah. as far as like the speed system. We haven't talked about that, but oh, that's, yeah, yeah, something else on top of it. But basically it would heal very fast. It was very low heal, but because it was so fast, it became very effective. So oh. I put a bard in the middle. Um, if you need to be sold on this game, here's here's how my last playthrough worked because I uh-huh. named all the characters after my friends. So we have yeah. we have chops in the middle singing, <laughs> me yelling at him to sing faster, I guess. Yeah, and then uh, Grimlock throwing rocks at chops to level up. You know, honestly, that sounds just like Noobs and Dragons. <laughs> that that is honestly, I I think that's basically what the that is. Yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing. I uh, so I I a few years ago, uh, uh, a buddy of mine had gotten married, uh, and he got married in New York. And uh, so me, uh, Sean, uh, the Arcade Phantom from uh, Noiseland Arcade, and then his younger brother, the three of us took like a train to New York. And uh, one of the ways we decided we were going to pass the time is by trading off Final Fantasy Tactics on a PSP. And uh, so what we did is we were like, okay, like, you know, we'll, we'll have like, you know, uh, the the main character will do his own thing. We'll have a, another character like your your fifth character tends to get switched out because yeah. of like plot moments and stuff. So we we're like, okay, so we just need really need our three characters. So uh, they asked me, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do like a knight white mage thing. I'm gonna like basically be a paladin. That's yeah, a good cool. combination. Yeah, it's a solid combo. He be able to heal, be tanky. I was like, that's kind of fun and do some damage. I. Uh, Sean the arcade phantom is like, I want to be a bard calculator. <laughs> So he went down the path of being a bard calculator so that, you know, he could calculate how much he sucked. <laughs> and uh, and then his younger brother, Cody, uh, we were like, okay, what do you want to be? And he was like, monk. And we were like, all right, what's the, the backup going to be? And he's like, monk. And we're like, no, we heard you the first time. And he's like, he's like, no, I don't want anything but monk. And we're like, you're not you're not going to do anything. Like, you're not going to take like the square abilities. You're not going to do anything. You start with those. How about you just take? And he's like, no. Monk, back up as monk, and we we're like, all right, what are you naming yeah. yourself? Monk. <laughs> so he was a monk who was a monk named, named monk. monk, and that was our playthrough. And we didn't get super far, honestly. Uh, but I, I, I think, I think the good old arcade fan of my buddy unlocked the the calculator ability, and then realized, oh, this is a lot of work, oh, no. <laughs> and then he just didn't do anything with it because in. In Final Fantasy Tactics, there is a calculator chop class where you have to basically do math and it's based on like enemy stats and you have to like legitimately do work to like be effective. And it's honestly a super effective class. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of, it's also one that's kind of broken in how powerful it is. Only if you know what you're doing, because I don't. But you really have to know your math and what you're doing and how to like best utilize it. Oh, yeah, I, I cannot. I, I math is not my strong suit. I I like I looked at the calculator class and I read online. It was like, oh, this is like the best class of the game. And I was like, I don't care. No, no I'm the same way. And I also don't necessarily like game, my games being that broken. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of fun to break the game yeah. every so often. But like when it's that bad to the point where it's like you start the battle and it's like, oh, hey, I won. It's a bit much. Right. You know, I want to walk around the field a little bit. Right. See what's yeah. going on. I don't want to hide in the back and just, you know, 
calculate how worthless you are with your bard abilities, Sean. I did. You have anyone die in your in your playthrough? Because I know you can actually permanently die. Oh yeah, and- you can lose characters. Uh, I, I found that if it was I was going to lose a character that was very important, I just like reset because yeah. I saved after every battle. I. Uh, and then I ended up learning that you had to make multiple saves because sometimes yeah. you would get stuck and like get into a like a plot moment where like you couldn't go back, but you also couldn't advance because you kept dying. And so you had to like just go back to a previous save. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Because that By was on means. my list of issues. By all means. So basically what Craig was talking about is you would get in these sets of battles where it'd be one right after another with no chance to go grind in between. It, the game would prompt you to save. And if mm-hmm. you say only had one save going and yep. you got to you finish the first battle, the game's like, you want to save? And you're like, God, I don't want to do that again. Of course I want to save. <laughs> you write over your save. Then you get to the second fight and realize that you don't have any of the abilities that you need in order to finish it. You are boned. You are starting that game over. Yep. It, it's pretty rotten. It is. It is pretty rotten. And some of those fights were brutal. Yeah, I think honestly, some are pretty tough. There's even like a one on one fight with a boss later on where oh, it's just yeah. Ramza, the main character, taking down this like dude. I, I don't remember the guy's name, like Weegraff or, or yep. Warmov. We, it was Weegraff. Oh, God. Which, jerk. as soon as you beat him, triggers another boss fight without any rest. It was, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's insane. And like the demon battles, like they drop so many status effects on you and stuff. It's insane. Uh, there's a, a battle later with a, a, a another prominent character, another boss, and he has two assassins with him who can like insta kill you and stuff. Yeah. But they also have the ability to use Ultima, which if it's cast on Ramza, he learns it, but it is the only spot to get it in the game. And it's a tough fight. It is real tough. And then you're also getting hit with Ultima. Like, so, like, you have to wait until you're hit with it. And then it's not like everything's just, like, sunshine and daisies afterwards. Right, you you got to finish the fight. Yeah, you still got to finish the fight. So the trick is, like, and you want the, the boss's equipment anyway. So you bring, like, a thief with you to, like, just steal everything off his back so he has nothing and he can't hurt you. And then you take down, like, one of the, de- like, the, the assassin demons or whatever they were. Yeah. And then you, like, leave the last one. And you're just like, hit me with Ultima. Hit me with Ultima. And you got to imagine you're on like the roof of this, like, I think like a castle or a cathedral or something like that. And I just want like like the mental image of like a, a groundskeeper to walk by, look up, see his <laughs> lord like naked on the roof, sees like these like this guy like staring at a demon. He's just like, hit me, hit me. And the demon's just like freaking out, like back it off. And the groundskeeper's just like walks right back inside, whoop, right back indoors. <laughs> uh, I think it's my break time. I'm going to go back inside. That was actually a fight I wanted to talk about, the one where you're on the roof, Uh because that is one of my favorite types of missions where you have to protect a character, and if they die, it's game over. And this is also one of those successive fights where if you save, you can't do anything. You can't Uh go back and grind. And the NPCs are idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they they are. are. They will charge right into the middle of everything and just get slaughtered before you can even take a turn. Yeah, it's super frustrating, some of those escort missions. Uh, And honestly, like, like the the first escort mission in the game is protecting... uh, I think his name is... I think he's named differently in future versions, but in the original PlayStation version, his name is Algus. Yeah. And I hate Algus so bad. I always decline to protect him because you get the option. You can say, Uh oh, we need to protect him or... 
we need to defeat the Death Corps. And I always take the second <laughs> option because I don't want to deal with that. I hate Algus so bad. He is probably one of my, my most hated video game characters of all time. I just utterly despise him, and I won't reveal why. So you're going to have to play the game. And when you do, yeah. you'll be like, oh, wow, Craig was right. This oh, guy's yeah. a piece of work. They did a good job making him very hateable. I oh, thought. yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like right off the bat, you you almost think like, oh, he, he's kind of sucking up to Ramza. He he really likes that Ramza's this like noble and stuff. And that, that's nice. Like this is going to go OK. And then it doesn't. Then it, then it doesn't. I. So uh, before we get into the uh, the music, uh, I did want to uh, uh, ask you there, Matrick. Uh, you had said that you were you had played the like the the one point point three insane difficulty mod. Yeah. So just a, a real just give us a real quick primer on that. Uh, so it's called the insane difficulty mod, and it absolutely one hundred percent lives up to its name. Mm-hmm. But it rebalances a lot of the classes. Like how really? I was complaining about Archer earlier where yeah. its abilities were just like charge one, charge two. What they did with archers now is they have a, an ability where it will interrupt an enemy's cast. Oh, so they added new abilities. Yeah, they added new abilities. They made uh, black mages way better. A lot of their spells are either like instant, you know, they're, they're a little bit weaker, but they're instant Yeah, or the ones that aren't deal more damage so it feels worth it yeah uh they have one that's like chain lightning that's instant and it just it kind of is like earth slash where it's just like in a row in front of you oh that's sweet which is lightning yes so it it didn't feel like i was dragging my my mages along like usual yeah but but some of these fights Uh uh-huh i'm gonna tell you about two okay the first one is in the marsh you're fighting i want to say about 15 chocobos why? Of all different, uh, of all different types, you have the the red chocobos that can hit you a choco meteor from across the screen. You have the the green chocobos that use an earth ability that heals all other green chocobos and damages you. Why? And as if that wasn't enough, there is one in the middle that will has the ability to res every dead chocobo on the field from anywhere. Why? Why? Who would make such a thing? I don't know. I I was like, I, I managed to beat it on my second try. Why? Wow, I'm impressed. I I think I would have given up after one try. I definitely cheesed it with uh, two bards, two dancers, and I believe a knight. <laughs> so I had my bards in the corner singing to restore health. I had the dancers have an ability that does like a small amount of damage to the entire everyone. Every enemy on the field, regardless of where they are. Uh-huh. And then I had a knight with the blood sword. So I would have like the knight trying to like focus one down at a time <laughs> while everyone else is in the corner singing and dancing. <laughs> That's I hope I was one of those uh, dancers uh, for you. Ah, You can only have only the girls can be dancers, though, at least in the PlayStation. Did version. I stutter? Ah, Yes. <laughs> Uh, so what's the other uh, uh, ridiculous battle? The other fight. This is this is where I stopped playing because uh-huh. I, I didn't finish. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is worse than yeah. that one. Yeah. This is. Remember your your demon assassins. That yeah. Fight. Uh-huh. So not the one on the roof, but there's okay. one the next time you fight that group. Yeah. You go in, mm-hmm. and the main boss is able to basically one shot all of your weaker uh, characters. Uh huh. 
the two like assassins that are with him yeah. have the ability to petrify, uh, confuse, uh. and I want to say, I want to say instant death. Uh. So you're so you can't guard against all of those things. It's like, all right, I can guard against petrification, but I'm going to get confused because it is a hundred percent chance to hit. Why? So you are losing three characters every turn, and you only get five. Uh, the so, math on that does not add up. Yeah, that's I. Yeah, I would have given up a, a lot, uh, a lot earlier than that. I give you a lot of praise for getting that far because that is ridiculous. Someone, someone told me how to cheese the fight, and I did it just so I could see the end because I'm like, this guy needs to go down. <laughs> so what you do uh-huh. is you make everyone a knight, so they have as much health as possible. Okay. You give them the ability Meat Bone Slash, which does damage based on how much HP you're missing. It's a counter. Oh. So you basically leave him an opening to teleport into the middle of your group. <laughs> he uses his AoE that knocks everyone down to critical health, and then they all just turn around and wail on him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that's hilarious. That's amazing. I. But honestly, with how well the abilities were done, I have a hard time going back and doing... The original? The original, because I'm like, I miss being able to interrupt casts. I miss being able to have my wizards do more useful things. Yeah, that is that is really neat. I'm, I'm, it's it's impressive that the fan, because the fan community did yeah. that, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a fan thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That is, that's crazy that they were uh, able to do something like that. Uh, I, so... I you know uh, before we we uh, uh, wrap up Final Fantasy Tactics, we of course have to talk about the most important thing of all, and that's the music. The music is so good, and I you know what blew my mind? What's that? That the music wasn't done by Nobuo Uematsu. It is not. I didn't know that until very recently. Really? And it, I think it speaks to how well the music fits Final Fantasy that you wouldn't guess that it was someone different from who did. You know, six, seven, eight. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the music was composed by a team uh, who are, I guess they're uh, actually good friends. They've worked on a ton of projects together. Uh, Hitoshi Sakimoto and Masaharu uh, Iwata. Uh, they worked together uh, on another game that we covered uh, with our buddy Test, another game kind of similar to this Ogre Battle 64 Person of Lordly Caliber. That's a good game. <laughs> it's honestly it's probably the best RPG on the uh Nintendo 64. It doesn't have a lot of competition. Yeah. It does not have a lot, but it is what? a what? Uh, you mean it's not better than Quest 64. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a little better than Quest 64. Uh so uh uh Sakimoto and Iwata worked together on Ogre Battle 64, the previous Ogre Battle games that we mentioned earlier in the episode, and they've also worked on Final Fantasy 12. Ooh, Final Fantasy XII was good, and it took place in Evil East. So yeah, that would they I, make I, sense. They uh, uh, and and it's interesting that Square now Square Enix sort of like stole uh, Evil East and just sort of like ran with it, and now it's in a whole bunch of their games. That was in a uh, Vagrant Story as well. Oh yeah, Vagrant Story. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to the uh, music here for just a little bit. I. Uh, so uh, this song, uh, when when me and Matrick were talking about like music we needed, uh, we both immediately decided on this song. So this is probably both of our favorite uh, song in the game. It might about be the best. It is yeah, really it's... good. Uh, I almost want to end with it, but uh, I, I just want to listen to it right now. Yeah, just so here is Battle on the Bridge.
so good. I'm ready to go play Tactics. Right? It's so, so good. I love it so much. Uh, it's one of the... Uh, uh, God, it's probably one of the best Final Fantasy songs out there, and it's not even an Omatsu song, like you said. Yeah, that's crazy to me that it fits Final Fantasy so well when Final Fantasy, really, for its music, had one voice for so long, and to have another team come in and still kind of capture that essence yeah. while still doing something unique and amazing was really impressive. It absolutely is. Let's go ahead and listen to, uh, how about one more song? This is a song of your choosing, Antipyretic. Uh, this is one of your favorites, right? Yes. Yeah, let's go ahead and song. give this guy a listen. appreciate the uh uh the light motif uh yeah. where it pulls from uh the uh uh like the intro to the game and like the main theme of the game uh and i don't know if i ever really like paid that much attention to it in the game but it's that's awesome i think that's what appealed to me i have a note here that felt like 40 seconds into that song where it just, it hits its like peak and this is a song you hear in in battle oh yeah and to me, it just captures like how grand a scale yeah. your adventure is. Oh yeah, it really is. It's it's you know, it, unlike a lot of other uh, RPGs, you know, of this time and before, uh, and even after, of course, uh, you know, where it's sort of like kind of starts low key and only gets grand later. Like you're pretty much wrapped in up in this like crazy conflict pretty quick. You yeah, know? things have escalated almost like out of control right out of the gate yeah it's 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 crazy and, and the game is is so much fun uh like the the gameplay is amazing the story is great uh there's just so much to this game uh so let's go ahead and pause there so that our listeners can go ahead and and you know get a get a chance to play final fantasy tactics for themselves and we're going to go ahead and take a break here and uh get a word from our sponsor and jump right into the retro relapse 
Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month, plus a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So, Matrick, you, you, I, I asked you to choose a Retro Relapse game. I sure did. And uh, I thought, my buddy Matrick will never, ever force me to play a game that's bad. Oh, he would. I, it was the only NES game I had at my house. The rest are at my parents for the moment. <laughs> I, I brought this home with me to do a, uh, a video about games that ruined my childhood. And you, you decided that I should be privy to that knowledge, too. Uh, yes. And you're right. Uh, my childhood is now sullied, despite the fact that I never played it when I was a kid. Glad I could help. Yeah, that means a lot. <laughs> so, so Metric brought for us the Uncanny X-Men for Nintendo, which was published by LJN. What else have they published? Oh, you know, the Jaws game. They published uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They also did Maximum Carnage, which is weird. Oh, that's yeah, they very that. surprising. Yeah, right, because that's a good game. That's but everything else, yeah, everything else they've touched is garbage, basically. Because it's all almost, I, maybe not all, but I think almost all licensed games, and they're all crappy cash-ins. And so in X-Men, you, you choose your, your, your member of the X-Men. Yeah, so that's you have like cool. six, six characters to choose from. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Uh, you have uh, Cyclops, uh, Wolverine, Iceman, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, Colossus, and Storm, Storm right? Yep. And uh, you might be wondering what kind of game it is. And it's kind of a shoot 'em up. It's kind of like you, you, it's sort of like a top down run and, run and gun. A top down run and gun, I guess, is maybe more accurate. Yeah. It's got like the oh, kind of like almost an overhead view, yeah. like Legend of Zelda, but not quite because you see the characters from the side somehow. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you sure do. <laughs> and uh, you might be wondering well, if it's a run and gun, what did they give Colossus, Nightcrawler, and Wolverine guns? No, no, they don't. They, 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 they attack with their like bare hands and claws and and punching. But you know, it's it's a Nintendo game, and like you know, there's not that animation, so they just sort of like hop forward and back. Wolverine jumps apparently. He Wolverine has a jump ability. I don't know why. It doesn't send you anywhere. It sends you literally straight, straight up, up in the air, straight back down. I don't know what the benefit would be. I, I have no clue. Maybe it helps you dodge bullets. Oh, I didn't you really, can like jump over bullets. I, I didn't really try it. Uh, and uh, every character has their own stats, which I'll give the game credit for. Because like, you know, Wolverine's got a ton of endurance and he's got a little bit of power. Colossus has a ton of power and a, like, you know, a little bit less endurance. And it's very slow. And it's super slow. There's a speed meter. And uh, Nightcrawler Colossus was a bad combination. It really, yeah, that was not great. We really should have uh, done a better job of uh, splitting up our uh, 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 people with ranged projectiles. Well, I don't think at first we, we didn't realize that when you when your character dies, 
So I died first. So Craig got to keep playing until he died. And then we got to start the whole stage over, but with the four, we had to pick from the four remaining. It's really weird because, like, I feel like the game would have a little bit of potential if, like, you started right where you died. Yeah. But you don't. You have to start from the very beginning with the new characters. And, like, and you kept choosing characters that, like, had no endurance. I was getting, like, one shot. Yeah, you kept getting hit, like, once or twice, and you die, and then I would continue on, and then I would eventually die because the game is garbage and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, like... I, I almost want to like the game because it's it's X-Men and I really like the X-Men. X-Men are great. It's yeah. why I bought it. it it's it. And so you you like you didn't play this game before when you bought this. Like you just you you wanted an X-Men game. Yeah. I was like, oh, X-Men. I like the X-Men because I'm in third grade or second grade or whatever. <laughs> Hey, no, I, 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 I really enjoy the X-Men to this day, and I there, like there's a part of me that thinks, like, this should be a good game, but it's not. No, it just, it really isn't. And, you know, like you were saying, with a lot of the melee characters, you have projectiles coming at you from everywhere, mm-hmm. and trying to, like, trying to avoid that while still doing damage yourself. Yeah, it's it rough. It is. It is. It's fairly difficult because the enemies are are always spawning. They're never not spawning. So pretty much the gimmick of the game is you just run. You just yeah. run and dodge bullets and like because there's no dodge point. magnets too for some reason yeah, that mag- are power ups. They look. They act like they're power ups. They drop from enemies, but they freeze you in place. Yeah, and then the enemies wail on you. <laughs> I I don't understand. I don't. I don't quite get the. Uh, well, they wail the on you. There. I'm I'm just dead by the time that well, happens. Yeah, fair enough. That's very true. Uh, I picked up a magnet. And I was like, hey, I'm gonna. I don't know. Get magneto power. I'm gonna unlock magneto. Oh no, no. I'm just gonna get beat up. I uh, I couldn't tell you what any of those other power ups did. Oh, I have no clue. Yeah, I, I, I think the no lightning idea. bolt killed everything on the screen, and that was about it. Everything else was very not apparent you don't even have a life bar oh yeah no you can't see how, i think if you go to the pause you menu you can oh we didn't pause it that we didn't could be yeah we we'd had enough at that point, yeah, but yeah, i, I didn't want to delay the the inevitable of me turning that piece of crap off but yeah uh, while you're playing you have no idea how much health you have yeah it was it's real crummy the music's not especially great uh it, it's it's there's not a lot going for it no i uh, it's the x-men is the only thing it has going for it <sighs> So so what do you what do you give it on the eight bit scale? I, I'm giving it a one out of eight because I bought this instead of I believe Ninja Turtles, and that still hurts to this day. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I I think I'm gonna give it a two out of eight because I appreciate that they at least all the characters are a little different. They're all balanced differently. They could have very easily just been like everybody's the same, and Wolverine would have shot claws out of his like you know hands, and like they would have all been the same. You know that's fair. I I think I could I think I could see it too. For it I mean, I don't, that blame, <laughs> I don't blame you for going one because it ruined your childhood, yeah. of course. But uh, but I, I, you're I, right. I, they did put at least the smallest bit of effort into trying to make the characters unique. I can I can appreciate that. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, it's it's what I'm here for. Always looking on the bright side. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into our opening music bracket. I uh, so I uh, I uh, metric and, and you, of course, know I uh, every week. Every, just about every week's episode, we have a uh, a bracket that's going, and this week's matchup is uh, winners from uh, uh, the first round. Uh, we have first up is the opening theme to Secret of Mana, uh, which I believe the track is called uh, uh, Cry of the Planet, I believe, something that of that nature. sounds right. 
Uh, the music was composed by uh, Hiroki Kikuta, and this might be some of the best music from the Super Nintendo. It is crazy good. Uh, it has a weird opening, and uh, I always make sure that we leave the uh, the cry of the planet in just because it's so hauntingly <laughs> weird. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, give this one a listen. a certain haunting beauty to it i have a confession to make yeah that little growl at the beginning i didn't realize that was part of the song i just assumed because that's when the square logo comes up so i thought it was just a neat effect they were doing as the square logo came into oh yeah it's uh, technically part of the song it is the the cry of the uh tree and it actually i think i mentioned in a previous episode uh it ended up taking up a fair amount of space on the super nintendo but interesting kikuchi was like we need to do this it's so weird let's do it and it was completely lost on me <laughs> feel so bad all that effort wasted <laughs> All right. Next up, we have uh, uh, actually uh, Secret of Mana is going against another Super Nintendo game, uh, Donkey Kong Country's opening. Uh, it was uh, composed by the team of David Weiss, Evelyn Fisher, and Robin Beanland. And uh, I mean, like uh, the, the whole team has done great work throughout Rare's you know life, of course. And uh, David Weiss in particular uh, it shines you know uh, throughout a lot of uh, uh, you know the works that he does so let's go ahead and listen to the opening to Donkey Kong Country <laughs>
dig the opening to Donkey Kong Country. It's really, kind of funky. I say I really enjoy all the music to Donkey Kong Country. I actually owned the soundtrack to this game before owning the game. Really? Yeah. Um, because I think Donkey Kong Country came out at a weird time, and I only got games really for Christmas or my birthday. Yeah. And there were other things I wanted. But I had these stickers from Nintendo Power that you could send in to get things, and the thing I got was the Donkey Kong Country soundtrack, and I don't regret that at all. Uh, yeah, it does look like uh, uh, the game originally came out in uh, November of 94, so it either would have been, uh, you would have had to wait about a month and a half, or months and months for your birthday, yeah. so uh, yeah, that uh, that's crazy. Uh so yeah, uh, Donkey Kong Country uh, is is you know another legendary soundtrack for for the Super Nintendo. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where people's kind of thoughts align because it's kind of like jazzy and funky, or it's like kind of somber and kind of like more melancholy. You know, uh, so it'll be uh, kind of uh, fun to see uh, where kind of things fall there. And uh, of course, if you're interested in voting in our music brackets, uh, we now have a lot more options. Now uh, we have. Uh, Facebook, of course, we have our discord where we have uh, the vote there. We have a vote that goes up on Twitter. We have a vote that also goes up on our Patreon page. So if you give as little as one dollar per month, you have access to those votes. You have access to our uh, uh, weekly retro relapse videos when we don't have a special guest. And uh, for five dollars, you're also going to be able to get access to our Game Shark special, our monthly special where we uh, do a bonus episode uh, each month with uh, members of the Legend of Retro crew. Uh, so make sure to check all that out. And Matrick, you uh, do live streaming. You have YouTube. Tell us what you're uh, doing these days. So I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Matrick on stage. Normally I do older RPGs, kind of dabble in some of the newer ones, really digging Final Fantasy XIV right now. Actually, I just got to the point where there is Final Fantasy XIV or uh, Final Fantasy Tactics content. You actually see like Ramza and Alma and... That's been really cool. That is really cool. The, like the second I took a random side quest and started playing tactics music, my mind was just blown. Yeah, because like, I, I, uh, Final Fantasy XIV is the MMO where they, uh, uh, like, they pull from like all the Final Fantasies. Yeah, right? they've pu- they've pulled from pretty much all of them at this point. Oh, that's neat. Which is awesome. Uh, I also uh, do YouTube. I'm Matrick on stage on on YouTube as well. I uh, right now I'm doing uh, Let's Play with my wife where we do. Funny voices for a bunch of high school students in uh, Danganronpa. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, it's uh, it's so uh, interesting, Danganronpa. It's such a weird, weird game series. It's a very weird game. There's, you know, evil bear and everyone's trying to kill each other and you got to figure out who did it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a weird murder mystery. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I watched the anime and the anime was pretty good. The first one I, I saw, at least. It was it was solid. Uh, so I... I uh, roughly around what times would you say are you typically on on Twitch? So on Twitch, I'm usually on from like 11 a.m. Eastern, although I usually run late, so it's like 11.30 Eastern. <laughs> Officially 11 uh, a.m. until about uh, 4 or 5 p.m. Nice, nice. So uh, I, uh, now what days of the week is oh, that? Oh, yeah, Monday through Friday. Monday That's through Friday. <laughs> nice. So uh, uh, so you're you're able to uh, entertain the uh, the lunch crowd. So anyone out there who's uh, uh, looking for a, a retro game fix uh, or even, you know, newer RPG fix, uh, make sure to check out Matrick on, and it's Twitch TV or twitch.tv slash Matrick on stage. Yep. Awesome. And how do you spell Matrick just so they know? Oh, yeah. It's good. Uh, M-A-T-R-I-K. 
Matrick on stage. Uh, make sure to check him out. Also, uh, make sure to check out all the, the shows on the GameZilla Media Network. Uh, we have plenty of stuff. I've talked about uh, Dungeons and Dragons a bunch today. There's Noobs and Dragons. We got a lot of good podcasts. Yeah, right? Uh, there's also, uh, I, I brought up uh, Arcade Phantom, my buddy on Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast. Make sure to check out all our uh, stuff there, of course. And, uh, you know, uh, definitely appreciate you guys listening. And we'll see you next time when the legend continues. continues.